for Peculiar Podcast, hosted by Pat Cashman, and back by his side, Lisa Foster. <laughs> it's just a real nice surprise. See, you're on. Ready or not, it's Pat and Lisa. <laughs> Quiet, numbskulls, I'm broadcasting. <laughs> can you dig it? Yeah, yeah, I can dig it, yeah. It's love and time. You know, we've all got our heroes, and I now have a new hero. I do, and he I've never met him, and he will probably never will meet, but he's my hero. He uh, is, uh, actually, he lives in India, mm-hmm. and he is 96 years old. Mm-hmm. His name is Ramjeet Raghav, and he, at the age of 96, just fathered a child. So why is he your hero? Well, because, I mean, come on. He's 96, and he's still got it, baby. Well, I suppose he does. He's still got it. Uh-huh. His wife is 52, so she's, she obviously still has it, too. Mm-hmm. But, uh... 96. 96. 96. How many kids does it do? Because I read that story, too, but I didn't figure out how many kids he does have. Well... How many kids? You can do a lot of kid making when you've got 96 years... Of experience, and what what you know, eighty of those are. You well, know. here's the thing: that he did. He met this woman, uh, Shankutala Devi, uh, and I'm sure you're ten, pronouncing her name right. Yeah, probably. <laughs> ten years ago, after practicing a life of celibacy. Oh. So, like you and I were talking about, uh, gee, well, this might be a good time to start smoking because I haven't smoked up till now. Right. Well, he was just saving it up too. Sounds like. In fact, uh, he broke his own record because uh, b- b- prior to that, he had had uh, a- another child with her as well. He it broke the world's oldest new dad record when his oh. first son was born in November of 2010. Oh. So what does he take? Does he take Cialis, Viagra? No, no. No? He lives on a diet of milk, butter, and almonds. Oh. Gots to get me some milk, butter, and almonds. And uh, he believes that he's capable of having more babies, he says, but he said that he's done for financial reasons. Yeah, kids kids are expensive. Yeah. So you have, how many kids do you have? Uh, Three. I have have 17. You have three kids. 17 by... You've got a... You've got a long way till you're 96. Not a a really long way, but you have a pretty long way. Yeah, months. What about you know, having kids? Clint, Clint Eastwood has seven kids, it is believed, by five different women. Yeah. And he's 60. Why isn't he your hero? Why isn't he your hero? He's 82 he now. He should be your hero. Well, he's just kind of a little. I think, he's, I think this old guy, this old 96-year-old guy has got more going on uh, than, than Clint does, arguably, right now. Mm-hmm. Warren Beatty. Oh, that's right. Uh, is, a, is a relatively old dad. He's 63. Gary Busey, 65. Mel Gibson, at the age of fifty-four, they just had his eighth kid. Uh, That's I don't right. Know. Yeah. I don't know if he's even married to the woman he had the child. No, with. I think they broke up. He he had that baby like last year or something. He did. Yeah, I think he did. Oh, he did. Okay. No, she did. Oh. Costner, fifty-four. That's... Rod Stewart, sixty-one. Wow. Larry King, oh. at the age of sixty-six. Wow fathered a, uh, a child mm-hmm. and then we remember tony randall the actor yes he was he was 75 when he married his wife of 25 oh that's right it was and, scandalous and they had two kids right and i remember people at the time saying well come on 
mean, what kind of a that's t- you're 75, you're heading towards 80. You're not going to be around to raise these kids. Right. They're never going to know their dad. Yeah, but he's got. And he and he finally did check out. I think he was like 82 or something. He's like got that. money though to you know. Well, is that what it's all about? Get, well, I'm not sure what's your argument here. Well, I, I, I'm saying what the argument is that it's just get, making sure that the kids have a bunch of money isn't really the point. Isn't it the point that you're going to be their dad and you'll be around? Well, being a dad their, is supporting, through their childhood your, is supporting years your child. And, yeah, but, but being around is part of being a dad, too. I suppose. And when you know that you have no chance of being around uh, when you're 80 years old, how or long do you need to be around to be to have done your job? I guess I think is you the should point. be around. I think you should plan on being around to oh, 50 years, something like that. <laughs> you just tell the kids finally move out of the house. The work is never done, yeah, right. ever. Yeah. I don't know if, if he you could you could make the argument that if I if you're in your 20s you could check out any day. So, but you wouldn't plan that. I mean, you wouldn't you wouldn't be thinking, okay, well, I better not have kids, even though I'm only 22, because I'll probably get hit by a bus. Right. So uh, I don't know. I I don't. And maybe it wasn't planned. You're 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 approaching this as if they said yes. I think it's a good idea that we have another child. My hunch is that these were. Now who are we talking about again? These are accidents. All these old guys who are. But he did it twice. Well, but Tony Randall, we're talking about. Yeah, he did it twice because maybe both times they went. Oops! Didn't think that was going to happen. Well, once I could give him, but twice, no, that's not an accident. Yeah, it's an accident. He's thinking he's, he's, thinking he's quite the stud. Tony Randall, interesting character, and there's all kinds of uh, rumors about him. And there's also rumors about whether those kids that he and his wife had, uh, how they had them. Was it really from him, or was it artificial insemination? Or Why? Why some, would they even say that? I'm just that? telling you what I saw mm-hmm. on the Internet, which because is where that's... I get all my information. <laughs> Because that's the the thing is, guys, women, we're pretty much out of luck. We hit our 40s, and it's pretty much over for us. You're like we're the neighborhood born, grocer that has run out of eggs. We are born with a finite amount. Of, when we are born, that's it. We don't make eggs. We aren't. You guys are making making stuff. No, you like, got plenty of eggs. Till you. No. You're like an omelet store. No, no, yeah. no, 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 no. Yeah. Well, my point is that we don't manufacture anything. We are born with the amount of eggs we're going to have our entire life. And once we run out, and how many it. is that? Just a, a handful. Really? No, I don't know. That's a good question. But you guys Thank continue you. making, making, making till you oh, drop dead. Yes, I know. This 96 year old guy is a great example. He doesn't, you guys don't run out of stuff because you know what? You're making it every day, you're manufacturing. A new batch, but isn't it like cottage cheese? I mean, uh, the, does, didn't isn't there a poll date for that. sperm? I mean, you know what I mean. Well, here's the deal: if 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 it wasn't, if you weren't supposed to be, there's a reason we aren't supposed to be making babies, women, you know, into our fifties. There's a reason, and I don't know what that is, but that's when the egg supply. Well, they're not. One thing, you're not as attractive supply. anymore. <laughs> is that what you're saying? That's. Well, yeah. it's a it's a physically grueling thing for one thing to have a baby. Not that you or to, I would know go, that. No, I, I you didn't know you don't know that, and I don't know that. I do know that because know in that. another life I was a woman named Eva, <laughs> and, and most did people can't a, remember that they had other lives. I can. Did you have a dirty old husband? No, I did not. Uh, I he was a great guy. His name was er, Ernie. Uh, he was about half a foot smaller than me, uh, and he had a mustache. 
And uh, so our when our Here's ba- baby thing. girl was born, I knew it was his because it had a mustache. <laughs> I'm, you know, I'm well past. Well, not well past. I'm slightly past the childbearing age. And I, I've. But I've, you could technically. No, right? I don't think I can. No. I think my eggs are done. Oh. I do. I think they're gone. They're, were they sunny side I, up? Or my what? carton is empty. <laughs> Oh, no. And uh, oh. but it's it's it, it it was something I had to really come to terms with. In I know, and it took me several years to realize I am not going to be a mother. I'm not going to have a child. Now you talked about you were entertaining the idea of adoption. I at was. One point. I was. What, what if I don't? If I may ask, uh, did that change or did it become financially unfeasible or? Combination it, of things? What? It it just, it was something that I realized was a very big um, undertaking to do by yourself. I yeah. can see if I was married, that, that it still would have been a big decision. And I, as, as. And you need to be a working mom. As attractive as that, as that option was, and I, I had money to do it. I was making great money in radio, but... Um, and you were selling uh, that grit nas- uh, newspaper, too, on the side. I remember that. <laughs> But it, it scared me to do it by myself. Yeah, I don't I get think that. I could raise a child. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure I could, but I didn't really want to. And and so it took me a while to come to terms with that. But I have to tell you, now that I've I'm, I'm I've I've made my peace with it, and it was really emotionally wrenching to realize I wasn't going to be a mother. Was there a moment <clears throat> in which you said, "Okay, that's it"? Yeah, it really, it really. And and I turned the corner and said, "Wow, actually, it's really freeing. It's very freeing." No, I don't and, have to sit and debate this and, back and forth. But not only that, think of how much more free my life is. I I don't really have any responsibilities in terms of of children, and and I know that can sound kind of selfish, but I've no, I get I that. Have I lots do of get friends. it. I have lots of friends who tell me that they love their kids. Yeah. They wouldn't trade them in for anything, but they didn't realize, nobody told them how hard it was going to be yeah. to yeah. be a parent. No, it and sounds how wonderfully financially, romantic. Financially, um, what a struggle it was going to be, and, and, and all of those things, and that you know, it's always the grass is greener syndrome. They, that you know, I think, oh, to be a mom and raise children and how lovely that would be um, because I don't have any. But then those parents look at me and think, oh, my gosh, what I would give to be a single woman in, you know, middle age. I have the ability to travel. I can do whatever I want. I don't answer to anybody yeah, or anything. But don't you also feel that because you don't have kids or didn't have kids, that you uh, feel estranged from people that do, and so all of a sudden you're not a member of that club. Yeah, not all sure. of a sudden, but then sure. You, and and because I know, you know, I know young people. I see them all the time. They they they're you know in their thirties and they've got two point one kids or whatever it is, sure. and and they're hanging out with other parents who also have the right. the same age kids, and sure. they don't they don't you know people that they once they get married. Fare thee well, my old bachelor friends Very and true. bachelorettes. Very true. Uh, but I, most of my friends, most of my girlfriends are childish, childless, and they're child. They're pretty childish too. Um, are they barren? B a r r e n. I always love that word. That just oh. sounds so provincial. It's just yeah. Oh, you've heard about her, haven't you? She's quite barren. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, huh. yeah. No. So you know, I the, don't. And and you know what? Here, you want to know the really ugly truth. Well, of course. I don't really like children that much. But do you think you? I don't. Most like people don't like much. any kids except their own. Right. They love really my don't. nieces and nephews, and love love the children that are in my yeah. life. 
Um, and that's the other thing too, is it's not just because I didn't have children. And again, it wasn't a choice. It wasn't my, um, it wasn't a choice I made. It just didn't happen for me. Was it, was, you might've said this already. Is this something that you really uh, wanted no, badly? Yeah. yeah. I was married. Um, I was 23 when I got married. Is that one of the reasons you got married at the time that you thought, gee, cause I always want to have kids. No, I didn't get married cause I wanted to have kids. I could okay. have I could have kids without being married. Yeah, I know, but, but I just thought that might have been one of them. No. This all here is... But I mean, I thought that we were going to be married forever and have the white picket fence and have children, and it just never happened for us. And I believe we were doing everything you're supposed to be doing in order to have children. Well, you were trying to then. But it didn't It hmm. didn't pan out, and neither did the marriage. Well, um, but, that... but, but, you know, there are people that you see them every day and you think, why in the world? There should be a law against letting just anybody have a kid. You see them yelling at the kids, smacking them around, uh, you know, you, in in the car smoking cigarettes. Do you intervene? Would you ever inter- I would intervene if I ever saw anybody physically I would. I think I would. Harming I hope not I only would. a child, but anybody. If I saw two old men smacking each other, I would intervene. Yeah. If it was a really big woman that looked pretty strong with then a mustache. I, with <laughs> with a mustache and tattoos. Uh and you just you'd you'd be across the room and go, Hey, no, you got to call people, don't you? I know they're your kids, but that doesn't give you a license to smack them. If I saw somebody kicking a, their dog, I'd oh, yeah. intervene. You Absolutely. Know? So much less a child, yeah. for crying out loud. Yeah. All right, so, so here's so, the question. So let me just say this. Okay. And, uh, that I think you would have been a great mom. And uh, so, so I'm sorry if you feel that you missed anything by not being one. But That's really, but, it's, but it's you hard. Have, it, it, yeah. it makes me emotional to think about it. You I know. know? Um, I, I think I feel like I've I've um, I've made my peace with it. But you know what? You think about when you're old. I mean, I'm. I, it's kind of selfish to think I'm not going to have any children that are going to, you know, carry on my whatever a legacy is. I'm not even sure what they would be carrying. You know on what? For me, you but. you have a legacy whether you know it or not, and it doesn't have anything to do with kids. It's a, it's the people you touch. In your life every day. I guess. And sometimes people that you're not even aware are, have such an impact. You must have people come up to you, because I do too, that tell you something. You know that time you said something and, and I you can't remember doing it, but, they, but it's locked into, seared into their memory and it meant something to them. I have to tell you, and I didn't tell you this, but I just got back from a trip last week. And I went through Seattle. SeaTac Airport, and you know I don't do very well with TSA. I know. Don't do very well. When you start getting along with the TSA, then I think something's wrong with you. Well, just wait till I tell you what happens. So I'm standing there with my ticket and my ID, and I walk up to the guy that the guy with the little stamp that stamps it, mm-hmm. looks at it, and he, he looks at Norm it. Norm Stamper. Yeah, he's got the thing, and he's looking at it, and he goes, Lisa Foster? And I said, mm-hmm, yep, just I want to get through the line, right? Yeah, yeah. He goes, Lisa Foster? of Lisa Foster and Pat Cashman. And I went, yeah. And he goes, well, I thought I recognized you. I used to listen to you and Pat on the radio all the time. We haven't been on the radio in yeah. in about 20 years. Well, well his name long. was Larry, and he actually had used to send, he sent me something. Remember when I used to tap dance, that lame bit we had? and It I would wasn't tap, lame. It, it was, was funny. totally lame. It was vi- theatrics and it was visual It was, it was visual totally lame, fun. and every single time I'd crash and hurt my thing, well, people thought yeah. that was pretty funny. Well, that and, is funny. And bless his heart. Hurt my thing. I mean, <laughs> never defining what. 
what your thing was. Which people love. They're funny. I just thought that was just that was one of the nicest interactions I've had with a TSA agent. Yes. And he was delightful and he remembered us and it again once again shows that I am nothing without Pat Cashman. No, that's not true. Of course it's not true, but but are, those things are, you know, very kind of you, you know, him, the, so. you get Whatever you do in, in life, you do impact other people and and uh, in ways. Yeah, but those that you people aren't going to be hanging around my my deathbed, um, rubbing their hands together. Wait, that's the other thing. Who am I going to leave all my money to? You're I looking no- at them, sister. <laughs> I have nobody to leave my. Do you have money to leave? Well, if I get some between now and the time oh, okay. I croak, all right. Who am I going to leave it to? Well, uh, leave it to uh, your dog. A lot of, a lot of uh, you know, if you like become like an 80, 90-year-old woman, then leave it all to a cat or something like that. That's what, that's, you're almost obligated to do that. I don't know. If, if you get it. I'll have to think about that. To the age of being a spinster. Because I have nieces and nephews and, um, you know, there's people that I'd like to, you know. I don't know. I'll have to you know, I that. I think you should really look into it, and I know what they say, but I really think you should look into trying to take it with you. <laughs> I actually am going to just try. I think that's what I'm doing right now is trying to spend it all now. Yeah, yeah. What's the point? It's like uh, somebody compared uh, their father's passing to like being an airplane that just touches down, and it's just completely out of fuel by the time exactly. it makes a nice, gentle touchdown. My grandmother just scrimped and saved, and she'd wear the same pair of shoes for 20 years and she drove a crappy car and she had a bathrobe that had holes in it and she never did anything for herself and when she died she had like six seven hundred thousand dollars in the bank yeah what is the point yeah what's the point well i know but then on the other hand uh, i'm i've seen some advice lately uh, that doesn't do me any good but uh, you know i was reading the obituary of someone the other day and he he always advised his employees uh, anybody in any business save half of all the money you make in your life save half of it that's the stupidest thing i've ever heard well that's a little late for me to find out about that information (laughs) you got some catching up yeah plus you get you got kids and things like that half that's the other thing you'd have to be you'd have to live in a a tar paper shack someplace by yourself Mm -hmm. In order to save all that money, life is expensive. Yes, right? It just it is. is. It is. By the way, speaking of, uh, well, I'll just, I'll just say one other thing and that, that about this radio thing is that we were so lucky to do it. Mm-hmm. And and when you get one person, and I and I've had it happen many times, and it's not, I'm not blowing our horn by any means, but you'll get those guys that'll come along or a wo- and woman, and they'll say. You guys, you don't know me, but uh, when I was, uh, I had uh, going through chemotherapy, and I had to drive in mm-hmm. three days a week to the doctor, and I'd have you guys on in the car, mm-hmm. and you made me laugh. You you lifted my day, because yeah. it was not a good day, but you, I mean, that's gold. It feels, that's worth it, more it than any amount of money. And I've always felt like I've I've had the stupidest job in the world, and I'm not contributing anything really yeah. um, earth shattering or groundbreaking. I'm not, um, you know, I don't have a college degree. I'm not a doctor. I'm you not, don't. I'm not. I'm not any of these things that Ooh. that's making a difference. But you're right. When somebody says that, I think you know what? Yeah, I may have a kind of a stupid job, 
But if it did, just give somebody something for that day. That's a that's a great thing. Yeah, that's a great thing. Yeah, we, and I'm just saying that anybody, whatever they do in their in their time on this planet, you that happens to you too. You're you are affecting other people. You are you're making an impression, right. and they, and that is a, that's a genuine legacy. Which is a shame that the world is going to end in a month. Oh yeah. So we'll get to that in a minute. I, I, but while you were talking about the TSA, yes, uh, uh, this story is kind of old now. It's uh, back at, back in uh, October, I think. But the federal government is quietly—I don't know if you've noticed this. It said they're quietly removing full-body X-ray scanners from seven major airports, and they're replacing them with a different type of machine. This delights me. The different type of machine that produces a cartoon-like outline. Instead what? of the naked images what? that have been compared to a virtual strip search, as you know. Oh, I know. Now, they're doing this quietly. They're not making a big deal of it. But wouldn't it be fun to say, hey, can I get a copy of that cartoon thing of me that you guys just did? Do you, I wonder if there's examples of what they're talking about. Um, Could be. Maybe we can uh, check into that. I'll look but, at it. But it's, it's, not, to, it's not to make it um, trivialize it, but it's not important that they have a real exact body scan of you. Why not a cartoon? The point is they want to make sure you're not carrying a weapon mm-hmm. and that kind of stuff. Is and the weapon, if you are carrying a weapon in your bra? It's a toy gun. I was going to say. Yeah, yeah, would, yeah I didn't yes, know if they would, would cartoon It'd be a potato well. gun or something like that. Anyway, I thought that was kind of interesting. I don't know if that's yeah. happening here yet, but it's, it is happening in New York's LaGuardia and Kennedy and huh. Chicago, O'Hare and L.A. And, and Boston and Charlotte and Orlando. So presumably right. it'll be coming here soon, and that'll be... That, that will, I think be a, a bit of an improvement over the over I, I think the you're strip right. search I, you know feeling what, that you get. Actually, I don't care. If no, they I know you said that. But if they want, if they want to take an actual picture of my naked body, go ahead. What do I care? Why? Who hmm. cares? I just don't want them touching me. That's what I'm. Ha- I have issues with. I don't like to be touched by everybody. There's but, some people I like touching me. Well, I, we've talked I about this before, like big hunky. If there's big hunky guys at the TSA. Yeah, and there's times I get lonely, and I'll just go down the airport just to go through security. <laughs> just to be groped. Right. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> All right, so we've talked about the world's old, oldest new dad at 96, but you know what? He may have brought his child into a world that will be uh, actually kind of pointless because we've all heard about this. The world, uh, according to the Mayan calendar, is going to end in... Well, this year. It's about a month. Yeah, about a month. About a, about a month away. December twenty uh, first, something like that. Yeah. Which I think was also coincide with the solstice, uh, shortest uh, day winter, of the year. Winter, winter no. solstice. Yeah. And that always makes me happy, as you know, because then the days are going to elongate, <laughs> we and we're heading yet. towards spring, and it's going to be summer, and won't it be great? And, <laughs> you are so funny. Yeah. You every summer, every uh, every the beginning of summer yeah. in June. You get really cranky, and I would always say, why are you so mad? Because I know that now it's the beginning of summer. It's, it's a psychosis. It's going to come to an end. Yeah, I know. I'm You I'm do nuts. the same thing with pie. You, you do this with everything. Yeah, yeah. And someday- So you're happy when the shortest day of the year gets here. You're happy. Yes, because then not. I know that I'm riding this roller coaster, and we're going to start going- just getting over the crest, and now we're going to go down. It. So the dark, long, dark winter ahead doesn't depress you at all. It depresses me a lot. Well, the, the long, dark winter ahead, by the time the shortest day arrives, it's already half of it's behind you. <laughs> Isn't that right, technically? I guess. You know, it doesn't matter. world's going to end anyway. I know. Why does the sun go shining? 
So what do you, do you have plans on what you're going to do Boy, for the know, next month? I Call me a nut, but I, I just don't know if I should believe this, that the end of the world is coming. Here's what I want to know. If if we decide, If you I know knew what? for sure. So I'm, you know, I just, I'm going to stop paying my bills, my corporate taxes and all sure. this stuff. Yeah. Do you think that that would be a legitimate defense if things actually don't turn out this way? Can, can you just say like in January and go, well, hey, everybody... Everybody said that the world was coming to end. I didn't really see a point to do to to pay my water bill. Well, that I, it might be a good point for you, but it wouldn't be a good point for the guy at the water company who'd say, "Well, until in fact the world ends, you still owe me money." Sure, I mean, I would eventually pay them, but I would say technically, you really can't charge me a late fee because the world was going to end. Yeah. It's a religious thing. Can't I just say that? Isn't it a religious thing? I, people say things all the time. They all have all kinds of reasons for not paying their bills. Right. So you could, but okay. So let's say, let's say because it's because who knows for sure. Right. I mean, uh, the Mayans won't even be around to say, "See, what do we tell you? What do we tell you? Don't you, you wouldn't think, listen to us. You wouldn't believe our calendar." But don't you think it's just because they ran out of room on the calendar? Well, it could be. I I, I don't know. It. Uh, the, I, I saw a Mayan calendar, and uh, there was a there's a picture of a naked woman on it. <gasps> yeah. Yeah, yeah, no kidding. Really? It's the first naked woman calendar ever, the Mayan calendar. Oh. Um, I didn't know they had naked people back then. So let's say from today that forward to when the world is going to end. A month. We have a month. And we don't know how it's going to end, but it's going to end. Okay. Um, if you knew for sure that mm-hmm. you only have one month left, uh-huh. uh, what would we do differently today? Well... I would stop working, and I would spend time with... With me. <laughs> You'd be in there like maybe a day. Wow. Well, that's something. Um, I would probably tell the people um, who I love that I love them, which is odd, because why don't we do that now? Um. Well, I hope you probably do do it now, don't you? I don't know. Do you, I mean... Well, should you something... by, at the same time also tell the people you detest that you detest them? I mean, if you're going to square that's a everything, good one. yeah, that's yeah. and you 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 phrased it perfectly. Do you square everything so yeah. that you're go back to the guy you know? that fired you back right whenever it was right and, and say you know what I really think about you. Um, is that is that the time to come clean and be truthful? Yeah, about you could everything? say you could say you know what I'm not that crazy about the world ending, but if it means you're going to be gone too, oh. then I'm good with that. <laughs> Then I support the end of the world Hallelujah. if that's what happens. I, I don't know if I would travel. I, my my initial reaction was to say I was going to just party and drink great champagne, but I really don't think I want to be drunk for the last 30 days. I want to be lucid and, oh, no. and know what's going on. So no, no, you want to be just stoned. I would not feel so all alone. actually quit drinking for the last 30 days why probably. you want a clear-headed sobriety as you yes, go out the door absolutely you want to see every color you want to smell every smell you want to no, like um, how about the smell of rum how about the smell of whiskey <laughs> I've grass smelled, i've smelled that enough in my life <laughs> oh, oh, oh. i'm already highly really familiar with oh, those okay smells, all right i don't know i mean would i take the time to travel somewhere i don't know um, that takes up too much time. Time is precious. Yeah. I'd try probably not to... So if you knew for sure that the end of the world was date certain... Yes. Then 
that then that doesn't mean much if everybody else right. also knows the date certain. But if you're you have this information and yeah. everybody else is scoffing it and saying that's not so, then you could probably pull off some of the things you talked about. Right, like and I traveling, get, and I would get puppies. I would go get as many puppies as because they're going to perish anyway. Right, I would go. I right now I would go out today and get five or six fat little pea-filled puppies. What kinds of puppies just would you puppies. get? I don't care. It doesn't matter. Don't care what kind I of just dog. Just have just the puppies. I just love puppies, but I don't get them now because I the world isn't going to end. Did I ever tell you about the dog I had when we were a kid? It was a it was a cross between a, a collie, you know, like a lassie, yeah. and a pit bull. Oh, it, I don't know. Yeah. Maybe you have. You well, told it, me all what it would do, it would, it would, uh, it would tear your arm off, and then it would run and get help for you. <laughs> yeah, old joke. Yeah. I thought you were going to tell me that story about the neighbors' dogs, how you would um, uh, torture the neighbor dogs. Remember when you? Well, you I lived th- next door to a dog. It was like a terrier or something. Yeah, it was a little rat dog. I don't remember what kind it was. I, I don't even remember actually laying eyes on it, but. <laughs> It's this story I've told way too many times no, to tell, tell it, it again. again. Well, it was it really didn't involve me so much as our kids. Oh, right. And this this uh, this was a neighbor dog. This was a neighbor's dog that they had had forever. Then apparently it was a real family favorite and a cute dog when it was young. But like everything, when it gets older, it starts losing some. It's like an old car, you know. It does has trouble starting. The oil starts to leak in it, yeah. and that kind of stuff. Yeah. Well, that's what happened with this dog. It would become incontinent. Oh. Uh, but it it was only triggered by the Pavlovian response to a particular word, and this dog loved. <laughs> he loved the treat called snossages. Snossages, which is a combination. They still make those. Yeah, they do. Yeah. Very, very popular. I don't. I've never given one to my very, dog. It's a clever name too for a dog treat. Snossages, and they're sort of shaped like a little sausage. Okay, a sausage. But then, what's the S N part? Snot. Snack. Yeah. Maybe snack. Okay, Maybe snossage. snossage. Okay, so that's probably what it and is. And it's just fun to say. It snossage. is fun to say. It is fun to say. So. <laughs> They discovered that uh, if they said the word snossage, the dog would get so excited in anticipation of having this delightful confection that it would pee itself wherever it was. And so so the parents in this family brought their child aside and said, Look, Timmy, uh, you can't say the word snossages around uh, Fluffy because he'll, he'll wet everything, okay? Don't say. Don't say what, Dad? Snossages. Oh, no, look at that. Well, word spread around the neighborhood about this this dog's predilection for peeing it everywhere when you said the magic word. So my kids, uh, I got a phone call one day, and, and it was from the neighbor, and they said, Mr. Cashman, we cannot have uh, your kids uh, coming over near our house anymore if their behavior continues. I oh, said, no. I said, well, what behavior are you talking about? Your kids, along with a lot of other neighbor kids, by the way, come over and park their little bicycles outside our house (laughs) and stand outside the windows and yell, SNOSSAGES! (laughs) When they know perfectly well that Fluffy is is urinating all over the floor (laughs) in our house. So we will have to ask you to please gag your kids and do not allow them to say that word. And how well did that work? Uh, yeah, exactly. How well did that work? Gee whiz. So that's oh, the story of the poor right. little sausage dog.
All right. So before we wrap up here, um, oh. how would you spend the last 30 days? If the world is indeed ending, uh, how would you spend it? You know, I, we joke around a lot, but, um, boy, I just want to be with uh, friends and family. Family. You know, what, why, what, what would else would there be? Would you eat differently? Uh, like I said, I'd begin smoking uh, like <laughs> it's going out of style, which apparently <laughs> it never will. Smoking cigars. Smoking cigars. And... I don't. I don't like smoking. I wouldn't care about that. No, I. I don't. That's... Would you just eat ice cream every? I'd eat ice cream every day. I don't crave that. I'd wake I'd up and have. I'd candy. eat pie every day. I'd eat a lot of pie. Yeah. Yeah. And I would, you know, skip the healthful stuff. I'd. I'd say heck with the salads. Yeah. Uh, oh yeah. Take the your vegetables. Can, yeah, I can don't know. cram it as yeah. far as I'm concerned. <laughs> I'd like to see that. <laughs> I think I am starting to smoke. Uh, all right. I don't know. It, it. I'm not profound enough to really give that the consideration that I should, but I'll I, think about it. You don't have to really think about it too much. I mean, there's just, I, I'm sure everybody would probably change. I can't imagine one person saying, oh, no, I'm going to eat. I'm going to eat healthy to the end. Really? Yeah. Really? Why? Yeah. Why? Because I. Well, I just want to feel good when I go out. Yeah. What if they don't have uh, <laughs> chocolate and stuff up in heaven? <laughs> Assuming I'm going there. Right. Um, all right, let's, um, let me throw down the dirty joke challenge. Oh. We haven't, haven't done that in a while. Yeah, we haven't had, uh, any entries. And while you're getting that ready, uh, if you have a dirty joke that you would like us to yes. consider for the dirty joke challenge, uh, don't put it on our Facebook page. We don't want to see any dirty jokes on our Facebook page. Yeah. You Come can. On. Come on, think. You can email us at comments at peculiarpodcast.com. Uh, or you can just go to our website, peculiarpodcast.com, and hit that, click the little email thingy, and we will get an email. You can also call us at 425-522-BURP, B-U-R-P. Thank you for all that information. You know it. I, I, I always forget it. That's all right. I got it. All right. Now, this particular dirty joke uh, is not really that dirty. Well, then it, what's it, the point of the dirty joke it's challenge? A, it's a really good joke. And if you uh, have already heard it, if I've already done it maybe on another podcast, I don't know. Stop me, but I don't think I have. Can you give me sort of a without giving it away, and I'll tell you no, if we've done it before. I can't. Well, a, a drunk walks into a bar. Does that help? No, it doesn't help. Just, I don't think so. I think I, I, think I don't we, think I. I, I, I flag this one to okay. tell, but it, it's. But when I say it's not a dirty joke, it's that it doesn't have a lot of Nasty words, words you can't say on television, those George Carlin words. But, it, okay. but it's it's naughty enough, okay. and it's pretty dang good. Okay. <laughs> All right. So explain, though, for people who might not know what the oh. dirty joke okay, challenge is Okay. The dirty joke about. challenge is, is my, uh, my belief that, and, and, and it might be wrongheaded, but I, uh, my contention is that any dirty joke can be polished up and cleaned up enough to, to make it acceptable. In any company. In any medium, yes. Sure. In any company, kids, nuns, you know, grandma, grandpa can listen. Uh, anybody, okay. a monk can listen. <laughs> All right. So here we go with this dirty joke challenge as we wrap up this podcast. I think this is a really good joke. A drunk walks into a bar. He sits down and he notices a 12-inch tall man standing on the bar. All have, right. have I told this one? I, I don't think you have. Okay. So there's a guy standing on the bar itself that's 12 inches high. Got it. The man asks the guy, what in the hell is that? And the guy replies, ah, oh, him, he's a piano player. <laughs> oh, come on. You're pulling my leg. 
And without saying a word, the guy picks up the little man and sets him on a high stool in front of the piano, and sure enough, he starts hammering out all of the patron's favorite tunes on the piano. The 12-inch guy does. Yeah, and then the drunk says, Oh, man, now I've seen everything. Where in the hell did you get him? He says, Well, it's like this. I was walking through the alley out back, and I came across this old bottle. Uh-huh. And I started polishing it, and out pops this beautiful genie who granted me one wish. Well, before the guy can even finish his story, the drunk <laughs> lurches off his bar stool out into the alley where he finds that same bottle. And he starts rubbing it and rubbing it. And sure enough, a beautiful genie pops out and says, For freeing me from the bottle, I will grant you one wish. And his excitement, the drunk slurs his words as he says, I wish for a million bucks. And in an instant, the sky turns black as a million ducks fly over his head, crapping all over him. I shouldn't have said that. They fly overhead and begin... Relieving themselves. Relieving themselves all over. So angrily now, the drunk storms back inside the bar, slams the door, and begins cursing at the guy. You stole me! I found that genie bottle and I wish for a million bucks, and instead I get a million ducks! <laughs> relieving themselves all over my new suit! And the guy starts laughing and said, you don't really think I wished for a 12-inch pianist, do you? <laughs> Farewell, my friends, until our next podcast. Adieu! Thanks for listening to Peculiar Podcast. Hey, goodbyes! <laughs> Join Pat and Lisa online at PeculiarPodcast.com. The gift that keeps on giving the whole year. And on the Peculiar Podcast Facebook fan page. Sweet. On Twitter at Peculiar Podcast, at Mr. Pat Cashman, and at Foster Chick. Join us and live in peace or pursue your present course and face obliteration.